0: Hello and welcome to Women in Product, the podcast. My name is Phoebe. I will be your host for this series. Um, I am a recruiter in product and product marketing, um, but I've always been passionate about diversity and inclusion. So I'm always looking for ways to improve on my knowledge and also hopefully encourage others to do the same. I'm a member of the LGBTQIA community, um, and obviously an avid believer that we should be doing everything that we can to champion the amazing work that minorities are doing in spaces, which can be at times challenging. Um, So this series is going to be a series of conversations with female founders, CPOs, heads of product. Um, And the idea is that it, it should inspire you or encourage people to continue to persevere in what at times can be a challenging domain. Today, I'm speaking with the absolute powerhouse, that is Daniela Perry. She's founded a femtech company called Yopi. She explains in more detail at the start, so I'm just gonna launch straight in. Thank you again for joining me, um, and I really hope you enjoy. Hello. Hello. (laughs) How are you? I'm
1: very well. How are you?
0: Good, good. You're five minutes early. I love that. I love the enthusiasm.
1: (laughs) I'm just keen to get started. (laughs)
0: Yeah, me too. I'm so excited. And thank you again so much for coming on for the first episode of Women in Product, the podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it feels unreal. Thank you for having me, of course. (laughs)
0: course. Um, So I think we'll just like get stuck straight in if you're happy with that um can you can you just start by by introducing yourself um, and your background um precursor to Yopi and then we'll go on to Yoppy after that
1: <laughs> of course um so yeah I'm the founder and CEO of Um uh, my name is Daniela mm-hmm. and yoppi is a brand I founded already back in 2016 which um, seems crazy yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah time flies um so i uh, started the brand with a close friend of mine when we realized that we never had good quality products when it came to our periods. Mm-hmm. Yes, our period always came on like on a regular monthly basis. Um, so we thought this was supposed to be an amazing subscription product. Uh, and back in two thousand sixteen, we saw this rise of million dollar shave club, and yeah. in US yeah. you could like subscribe to anything. Everyone was starting subscription and filled them with different goods and we saw an opportunity that no one had in Europe kind of tapped into uh, period care products. Um, So we started to researching but also questioning ourselves like what goes into a tampon or how is a pad made of one. We realized that a lot of the products we personally had been using for many many years and the products we have found on the shelves of the shops contained a lot of kind of harmful ingredients most of the pads we were kind of investigating um were predominantly made of plastic which we thought was weird um, because we kind of we care about what we're eating we care about what we put on our face uh, but we never cared about what actually goes on or inside our vulva That part is so intimate; it actually absorbs more than the mouth. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so that was something we really wanted to change. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, yeah, we developed a brand, we coded a website, um, nice, and uh, bought three hundred thousand of tampons. <laughs> 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 uh, made them. We developed them and made them organic, of course. So we yeah. only use one hundred percent organic certified uh, cotton, and yeah. And then since then, been crazy enough to not quit.
0: <laughs> yeah. And obviously, like, that's driven by the problem that you guys are solving, like, around a lack of conversation around period care. But also, would you say that's, like, equal parts driven by the environmental impact of period care as well? Equal yeah. parts. Yeah,
1: 100%. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Cool. Um, so, aside from that, I mean, were you always going to go into women's health or was it just this idea um, that forced you into the world of femtech?
1: Yes, I think I've always kind of, I've always been very entrepreneurial. So every, yeah. every time I like found a problem or like a commercial opportunity, I would always like, oh my God, I should turn this into a business or mm-hmm. uh, can I do something about it? I've always like wanted to start something. Yeah. But there was n- none of my ideas that really kind of stayed longer than a couple of weeks or yeah. when you started to ask around and, uh, or even ask my husband, "What do you think about this idea?" <laughs> All the ideas were kind of turned down, but this idea was actually like the first one when we started speaking to friends and yeah. you know your network. Everyone started to be like, "Oh my God, this is a really dope idea!" And like, yeah. how come it doesn't exist? And how come you know so no one has done it? And of course, yeah. there were players in the U.S. that we got inspired from. Um, and then the opportunity so half of the p- world's population are women uh, yeah. or born biological women um, yeah. so it's kind of easier when the market opportunity is huge it uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, doesn't make it easier uh, no. from uh, the past years of learning uh, but it got me really excited um, and I think as a woman like I feel very passionate about yeah the problems. of course.
0: definitely um, I mean it's easy to get behind isn't it when you it's something that affects you in,
1: in real world day to day exactly um, and when you're using the products and when you align yeah. with the values and it's easier to kind of build a brand from that
0: mm-hmm. so so when you were having these thoughts about sort of uh, creating this sort of femtech um, menstrual health products why do you think there wasn't that conversation going on and why do you think that people weren't um sort of creating more products in the space um just lack of dialogue do you think talk me through your think, findings
1: yeah I think the lack of dialogue uh, yeah. the constant pushback we've been told okay. from early ages you know periods are shameful we kind of hide <laughs> yeah. the products in our bag or in our pocket when we change them um myself you know been bullied by boys um yeah, so <laughs> yeah so I think yeah the lack of dialogue uh but even then, back in 2016, you see, you saw these, like, small players, small individuals kind of starting to, yeah. like, be more confident speaking about it. So you can yeah. already tell back then that, you know, the period movement is about to happen, um, yeah. aligned with, you know, feminism and the Me Too. Yeah. And so. Of course
0: amazing and then like in the same sort of breath where are you at with the product now so for example like what funding round are you at and have you found that there's been any sort of specific challenges around it being a menstrual health product when you're going through investment rounds and things like that
1: so in terms of where we are, so we are currently in terms of startup stages we are in Mm -hmm. seed stage nice Um, so we successfully closed our seed round last year Congratulations. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a total investment of 3.4 million pounds, wow. which is like huge uh, yes. and something I've never e- ever thought about, like in 2016, which is also yeah. one of the learnings because we kind of started without a plan. I never had the proper startup experience. I had no idea how to raise funding, you know, how to write a pitch deck. So That took me kind of a couple of years to build up that confidence yeah um but it 's super exciting, so we have some amazing investor who believes in the opportunity in our vision um, mm. so to we are now kind of focusing on hitting our milestones and to be able to continue grow yopi in our customer base nice. uh, and amazing. so we are planning our series a late uh, later this year to so kind amazing. of continue fueling our growth and look at international expansion, which is very, very exciting. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I think this year, Femtech and already last year is really getting the attention it deserves. Um, yeah. We see more senior VC uh, uh, individuals that are actually led by female, uh, which is yeah, it's a big shift. Yeah, it's a big shift. And I think more companies, more brands are getting the funding. I think they deserves and the vision and the mm-hmm. proposition that they're working towards and mm-hmm. investors. Seems to not be that afraid anymore to kind of invest in female products, female founders, female teams, uh, which is amazing
0: well it's nice to hear that, that that people are starting to realize that women actually do make up half of the population yeah, so exactly. <laughs> largely untapped market yeah. um also i suppose like now's a really good time for subscription-based products as well so there's that as well which i probably think would be lending uh favor to you guys i as know well. we timed it pretty well <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you did you did um so I mean, moving on from that, is there any sort of notable challenges that you faced that you would highlight? And likewise, anything that you've been like, oh, yeah, what a win um, and felt really proud of in your time whilst you've been sort of developing your feet? Oh, um, <laughs> I must say, you know, one of my biggest wins are for sure
1: raising venture capital uh, nice. from firms who had not yet invested maybe in a from a woman-founded startup, or let alone oh, nice. kind of a woman CEO. Also, yeah. I was pregnant uh, with my firstborn during that process, which uh, <laughs> was crazy. But I'm so
0: yeah,
1: um, so proud of it that I like never gave up and you know continued pushing until I had a signed term sheet. And mm-hmm. so to me, it's like I'm, I'm just—it's a pinch me moment because it gives kind of the brand yopi and its vision the true opportunity opportunity to kind of successfully grow and successfully continue our journey. Um, So that is my biggest win. Uh, My personal biggest challenge um, is of course on a daily, daily basis, uh, (laughs) comparing myself to other brands, other founders. Um, So That is something I'm really focusing on at the moment. So trying to just Mm -hmm. keep focus on what we are doing instead of what others are doing. (laughs)
0: yeah i think that's like a challenge for anyone anywhere when it comes to the working world is like com- like comparison is the ultimate evil when it comes to progress i think uh, so yeah it's really interesting that you um touched on that i mean you also touched on some two two points that i want to pick up on um raising funding whilst having being pregnant and having a small child and not giving up i think that'd be really interesting for the listeners to hear about um what that was like um would you be okay to open up on that point a little bit yes
1: um i mean it's There is no playbook. I remember me Googling, you know, when and how disclose being pregnant. uh, uh, I remember reaching out to my uh, dear VC friends who are in the industry Mm -hmm. asking, you know, should I disclose it? Uh, Should I say anything? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Because there is kind of not that much back then, that much writing or articles about it. I was actually Googling about it today, you know. Uh, So -hmm. there are much, much more articles, interviews. Um, There is an amazing Mm -hmm. founder in the UK who went through exactly the same process, um, who founded uh, Core Kids. Um,
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: um, I mean, you should just... um, I, I remember, you know, my first meeting, of course, I was strategic, I I, I dressed, uh, I kind of hide at the baby bum, because I <laughs> I thought it wouldn't make any favor to kind of the first impression. Yeah, um, no like who matches. would give a heavily pregnant woman uh, an investment that they want to kind of see a high return on. Um, yeah. But I remember in our last kind of In the last stage of the negotiations and where we're kind of discussing the founding team and the term sheets uh, i couldn't no longer like hide the baby bum because i was like eight months pregnant and i was just like let's address the elephant in the room um and i remember the managing director of the firm he was just so happy and you know congratulations i love kids uh and i think that's where you should look for because Funding comes with a relationship. It does. It's, yeah. it's not just money. You want to have people on your board, on mm-hmm. your cap table, who kind of shares the same beliefs. Um, mm-hmm. And if you have investors who don't kind of respect or you want to empower women to become mothers or yeah. they are not the right uh, yeah. investors for you. So I think that's where you coming back to your own values and beliefs and look for those people. Yeah. But it is scary because I was, you know pregnancy comes often i would say with <laughs> like health challenges you like you don't you don't feel your best you maybe you know gain weight you're endlessly tired um and during yeah. pitch calls you need to perform your best you need to kind of sell a big vision you need to yeah. be proud of the the milestones the kpis you achieved and and that can be very kind of draining on your energy and yeah. combining that with, you know, being heavily pregnant or pregnant mm-hmm. is not an easy thing. Um, no. So I think we should just, uh, you know, speak about it, help each other out, give um, give each other, you know, ideas on how to become, you know, during those situations. But it's doable. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. don't be so hard on yourself because yeah, the, the reality is that, when you're out pitching you will you will need to meet hundreds people and the majority of the pitches will be a no. Um so it's about, mm-hmm. you know, don't take it personal. Um yeah. it's super weird that I'm saying it because I was <laughs> <laughs> I will like I, I'm a person who takes it personal. Um yeah, those yeah. are the things you kinda need to work on. And 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 then I had Maxim yeah. when we just closed the funding, which also was a bit scary because you're like first time mother, first time, yeah. first time CEO. So that was um, and still our crazy, crazy time to experience. Yeah. Um, but I just see it as a great learning, like the same yeah. way I learn how to take care of a kid. You can learn how to take care of a company.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's so, so good. And I think it's nice to hear um, because I hear a lot of um, female founders, CPO level um people who have had these sort of experiences where they've tried to hide their pregnancy not necessarily like yourself where you were going through funding rounds and rounds and doing all of these pictures and stuff where you were having to go into meetings but um it's nice to hear that you had like a light bulb moment when coming out about it to your team and everyone was really supportive and that kind of almost allowed you to be a bit more free and understanding that you know you it's it's what well, how how old are your kids now? so he's turning child?
1: two in one week
0: <laughs> oh nice well wish him happy birthday from I me will. but how is that do you have to sort of manage your time differently do you have to make allowances for yourself do you have a shorter working week talk me through the process with that and like the logistics of that uh,
1: i think uh the key key thing is like planning Uh, You need to be myopic about planning, which is also one of my biggest weakness. Um, But and also asking for help. Uh, I've been uh, very fortunate. Yet I'm on a bootstrapped salary. But, um, you know, all that salary goes to a nanny or support um, to help me uh, on the day to day. Um, Mm -hmm. But I've been uh, I'm also very transparent, you know, with the team, with the board if I need to bring him to board meetings or even, you know, Zoom calls with my team. him
0: because yeah, sure he's
1: so cute. <laughs> um, yeah. It's about being transparent and, you know, real. And yeah. that's what Joffe is all about. Like we create period care designed for real life. Um, we, yeah. we are humans, like we are not machines. Um, so yeah, bringing him to my Zoom calls. I remember when we were scouting our first offices in London, um we, we actually chose the location based on because they had the kids like a nursery room in there. Um, so you could oh, bring nice. him to work. I, I brought him there. I made sure the nanny could get the support there so I could still breastfeed him. Um, and then I, we yeah. would have meeting kind of simultaneously with him in the room. Um, so that worked pretty well. It's not easy. It's not easy. something I recommend yeah. for everyone because, you know, maternity leave is there for a reason. Um, But that is also the harsh reality of, you know, a startup or running your own business. The timing is never good or the timing is not never right. So you just need to work around it. And yes, of course, you know, I'm not. uh, We are kind of flexible around your personal life and we want to have a nice work life balance, especially now during the pandemic, like it's when people haven't been. Having access to nursery and schools, and have to homeschool their kids—that is kind of mm-hmm. the reality. And I think people yeah. have learned to be more effective, uh, working new hours. Um, I love to go up a bit earlier in the morning before he wakes up to do the the emails, yeah. and then you do maybe calls later in the in the evening. So it works. <laughs> it works, but it's not easy. Good.
0: Yeah. Well, none of the good things in life are easy, so that's amazing to hear. Um, I just wanted to move on to like your leadership team. Um, because comparative to a lot of tech companies, you have a pretty much 50-50 split between female le- female lead pe- people in positions of leadership and male people's people in positions of leadership. Um, I wanted to ask you whether what you think the reason is for that. Have you got any active policies in place to encourage inclusion or do you think it's the nature of your product perhaps? Um maybe even have you struggled to attract male talent because of the nature of the product like put me through that as, as well s- as super can.
1: good question yeah um so i will uh start by saying that i'm super proud of it um yeah um, we haven't put that much kind of effort so far into it but we've been very very mindful yeah. of it and we early on established kind of you know our core values what we believe in We really want a diverse team and especially if we want to be able to attract um, men to the company uh, which is Mm kind of weird when it's a female product and kind of female focused uh, proposition but I remember when we were recruiting last year for our head of physical products which you normally think Mm -hmm. okay we will just get female applicants I think 80% of the applicants were actually male. And it was such an amazing experience to kind of interview and, you know, hearing um, male being so excited about a product, like a physical product that they can't even test or (laughs) try. Uh, And I thought that kind of put the, put, like, it got like the receipt, a receipt of what we were trying to do, that this issue is not kind of just a woman's issue. There are so many... Passionate men out there who really wants to help make a change. So that was super inspiring. Mm-hmm. Yet we ha- ended up hiring a female head of physical product because she just was yep. the best and had nothing to yep. do kind of with gender. Um, we yep. uh, there were you know fifty fifty in the last interview. Um, mm-hmm. So and and to us it's important because if we want to create a new product, we want to challenge an industry, we want to kind of build something that hasn't been done before, you need both sides. Sure. Uh, because just having yeah, females course. on the team might become a too biased. Or, yeah. um, But we are mindful about, about it and we will continue doing our best when we recruit. We will put the extra miles, the extra hours to kind of find talent uh, from different industries, yeah. different backgrounds. I think we have much, much more to do to kind of find people from more, like not the similar backgrounds, um, but it's yeah. not easy because you kind of have time, money, and a uh, uh, vision that so you kind of need to combine r- mm-hmm. it all. But I'm proud. as mm-hmm. where we are today. Yeah,
0: you should be. <laughs> you should be. I think diversity is always a conversation when we're talking about diversity as a wider topic. Obviously, the podcast. This specific podcast is focusing on on sort of gender inequality, but obviously um diversity as a whole is important when looking at building out our products because different voices create better products, I think, in reality. Um, and it's just about prioritization when it comes to your recruitment, because obviously I know when you're looking at scaling, sometimes it can take a bit of a back seat because you're scaling and you need to make the hire as quickly as you can. Um, but it's good certainly to hear that you've sort of thought about it and it's something that you're sort of prioritizing a little bit when you're recruiting yeah certainly. we and we
1: um, internally we really want to like even one of our core values is that you don't need to menstruate to have an opinion.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's true. Do you, do you, were you able to pinpoint why there was a higher volume of male applicants for the physical product and physical product role? Did you, were you able to sort of ascertain exactly what was getting people excited? I, about I think it? it
1: was the combination um, of um, the digital aspects uh, because okay. our physical product has yeah their own life of being you know a normal physical product Mm -hmm. they are so connected into our digital offering and I think that's what made them excited about it like how could you do Mm -hmm. uh, a digital user journey kind of really delivering Mm -hmm. both digitally and physical so a lot of engineers yeah Yeah. uh, both from, like, different in- – yeah, I'm just going through in my mind, like, who were the applicants? So, <laughs> like, yeah, it was interesting to see.
0: Amazing. Um, I mean, so what I've discussed a lot of the time as well with, with female founders is that a lot of the time they've had mentors that have sort of inspired them, guided them, offered advice, lent an ear. Did you ever have a mentor when you were sort of in the early stages building out the product or, um, or not? Or have you offered mentorship? Yes. Perhaps?
1: So mentors are super important, and I think that was kind of the first yeah. – First Google search when starting a business. Everyone speaks about mentors, yeah. find yourself a network, advisory yeah. board. Um, so I've been having mm-hmm. kind of people around me for different stages. So you, I've um, yeah. in the early stages, you used to, I used to connect with uh, other entrepreneurs, friends that were running yeah. their own business, um, those kind of people, or um, yeah people that have made the journey themselves. Um, now, looking at the mentors I have around me now, it's more about, you know, personal development. How do you grow as a leader? Yeah. Um, and it's, and uh, I've, back in 2018, I actually joined a small incubator that was run by uh, Renee and Sam, who Renee is the founder of Planet Organic. Um, and that was super helpful. So they were my mentors for one year. Um, so yeah, super important. Uh, I think you have, every person has great potential as a mentorship potential mm-hmm. in their own network. You just need to spend some time mm-hmm. on your LinkedIn or in your phone to kind of see who yeah. can help you.
0: Yeah. Um, and likewise, I've heard uh, on in the same vein, people that have Offered mentorship have also equally benefited from speaking to less senior um, like candidates or or people in the tech world, um, and that dynamic has has sort of benefited them as a as well. Have you ever offered mentorship yourself? Yeah, every time I get a request, or
1: uh, I yeah. always jump on those calls. I don't have like a proper mentorship oh, program currently running. Uh, I would love to. So if
0: Anyone? <laughs> You've probably got enough if when you' anyone listening <laughs>
1: um, or want uh, guidance or just ask a question i 'm always here to take a zoom call or Amazing. you know everything from my journey that I could share or the lessons learned or uh, I am like an open book. <laughs>
0: amazing Well, look i'll include your linkedin um in the description so that people can reach out should they should they want to um and then maybe if you can find time in your very very busy diary i'm sure that would be very appreciated by a lot of people thank you that would be nice In the same vein talking about like obviously you're obviously offering yourself up as a bit of a resource um, for people here um, with regards to mentorships were there any resources specifically that you would recommend for women when they're building out a business or looking at starting their own startup like any resources specifically that stood out to you? Oh Google can I say that? (laughs) (laughs) A very basic but Google helped me a lot
1: Um, and then looking at all the kind of platforms that are existing so I think Shopify if you're looking starting on your your own e-commerce e-commerce brand um, Shopify has a lot of great content Um, you know how to measure read uh, unit economics depending on the business model you're going for Y Combinator is an amazing uh, resource Um, they have blogs about you know fundraising how to structure a cap table who to put on your advisory board? How much should uh, start um, share options? Should you give away? You know all those kind of more techni- technical things when it yep. comes to a startup. Um, seed mm-hmm. legals in the UK, I believe, have great resource. Yep. But Google, uh, and then don't be afraid <laughs> of kind of ask people. Share share your idea with yeah. friends with. Anyone that you meet, like bounce your ideas with them, pitch your uh, business concept because you get so much great feedback from people because you might have um, friends in your own network that are very kind of business-oriented or very startup, has a startup interest. So they might have done Mm -hmm. lots of reading that could guide you or help you. And then the classic books, so like um, Lean Startup, Uh, Is an amazing resource. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) So how I built this has been kind of my therapist during these years. Uh, I think that how I built this is such an amazing and inspiring way of just kind of when you feel low or like, oh, my God, nothing is working or how hard can it be? It's so inspiring to listen to other founders or brands. We kind of see view as success stories and kind of hear like the the real story behind the scenes that you know it's for some it takes years and how people need to mortgage their house and to learn and like get inspired from those stories has helped me tremendously
0: Yeah, 100%. Actually, same for me with uh, Dan Murray-Serta's podcast, Secret Leaders. I don't know if you know Heights, the subscription service. They're like a a sort of health tech, basically, um, supplements. Um, And he does a podcast and he speaks to some amazing people on there. And again, it's a similar sort of thing behind the scenes, how people started. um, And it's really inspiring just to hear those early stages as well as a resource, I would say. Yeah, because then you learn about all the Um, steps,
1: you know, how did people find, the? you know, yeah. A factory, how or how yeah so of
0: course yeah of course i think it's so easy to look at these big scale-ups that are doing so well and think oh they, they've always been that way but listening to people talk on podcasts is just a really accessible way to hear about the early days when it was tiny offices and people rummaging around um to kind of scramble <laughs> for funds and things so yeah it's always it's always good to hear um so just like on a final note um as a close daniela if you could give advice to uh, one piece of advice to a woman starting a business Business, just it do it <laughs> it's just such a cliche it.
1: it's such a bad tip it's not yeah. bad but it's just like it's not <laughs> even my own uh it's go for uh, it but just do it you learn so much about yeah. just taking like baby steps like jump out there mm-hmm. uh don't be afraid about learnings from your mistakes um super cliche I know mm-hmm. but that's how we, how that's how it goes like you know um that's the yeah. reality of starting a business you it's like seeing it as climbing a mountain like it, it's like every step yeah. counts and if you only do yeah, like a tiny thing day by day or hour by hour you will make it and yeah so just do it yeah it's doable if I can do it with like no business proper business experience I I'm the uh drop out I didn't finish university (laughs) my parents have been like so worried about me for the past 10 years like oh my god like so what's gonna happen to you you only (laughs) finished two years in uni and um yeah you can let's um university is of course an amazing experience and a a good to have and I think that's what you learn in university how to kind of solve problems how to be accountable for for the things you say you're going to do, which is super important in your professional life, but it's just about doing it.
0: Yeah, nice. Well, I think that's a super inspirational um, thing to finish on, cliche as it might be. I think it is... um, Really relevant and applicable, so yeah, I think people really appreciate hearing that. And obviously, thank you again for coming on and chatting with me. Um, your story's super inspirational. Um, I absolutely love your product. I will be subscribing, um, and I'm sure people are going to really enjoy hearing about thank it. You so thank you for having me. Have a wonderful uh, no rest of the afternoon. Yes, I will indeed, thank and you, you too, Daniela. Thank you. just wanted to bookmark the episode by saying another thank you to Daniela what an absolute powerhouse she was so inspirational to speak to and I know I took away a lot Um, so hopefully you did too I have got a jam-packed lineup of amazing women who are going to be coming on The podcast is going to be dropping once monthly, so make sure to add us to your listening list. Um, And thank you. Thank you for staying. Thank you for listening. Um, I've included all my socials below, so feel free to reach out if you have any questions or you just fancy a natter. Thanks!